Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. I, uh, um, it is Thursday evening. It's about 7.39 in the evening. Um, and we're doing a special episode. Yeah. Because um, we haven't been to a wrestling show today. No, um, we're not going to one. Um, for for the the foreseeable future, yeah. Well, um, I mean, we are in the foreseeable future. We are going. <laughs> well, not in the next few, not, not in the next couple of weeks. Depends how things pan out, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah. It could be that wrestling is banned. Yeah. In a sort of footloose style dystopian future, because wrestling did come out quite heavily yeah. in favour of of Corbyn. Yeah. So, because it's, it's election day today, um, it is the day of the UK election. Uh, we have both done our votes. We have. Um, if you want to know who, guess, we, guess which way we voted. If you want to know who we voted for, you should follow us on Twitter because we've both been quite vocal about it. Yeah, to our bubble. Yeah, our, our Twitter bubble, our social media bubble. We've all got them. Um, it's a dangerous bubble, but it's a comforting bubble. At times, it's very comforting. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, in the spirit of. <laughs> <laughs> um, pointless political garbage. Um, we decided to have a bit of a um, step outside of our usual format. Yeah. Um, and we're going to put together our own uh, Graps Manifesto. Yeah. And then later on, completely different to what we're going to present now, you will get your chance to, to do a vote. Yeah, voting and yeah, everything. I know. So uh, we've really thought this one through. Yeah. And the vo- you, you'll be able to vote and it will be completely um, irrelevant to our manifesto. So <laughs> it's quite similar yeah. to the way people choose their own votes yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm just tired and sad and I'm enjoying these last few hours of freedom Yeah, uh, before The Handmaid's Tale starts to become Come reality true yeah. yeah but anyway right yeah. so um, Graps Manifesto the Great Graps Manifesto the Great Graps Manifesto of 2017 um, and what, were, what, what, what are we going for here what is our sort of spin on this what are we trying to achieve well Chris we love the Graps that's true it's the name of the podcast yes and there are certain things about the Graps that we particularly love. Yep. And if a promotion uh, or company or federation, federation, uh, as the kids like to call it, yeah. um, were to do these things, then people like us, because I don't think we're alone in what we like, no. would be more likely to give our hard-earned money. Yeah. So, it is, what do we like? Yeah. What do we want to see more of? Yeah. And maybe somewhere in this, there'll be some pledges of not my graps. Yeah, well, there'll be some things that some, we don't like. Some stuff that we will pledge to eradicate <laughs> from the future of all graps if we are elected to power. Yes. I mean, that's how this works? I think it's how this works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got a few hundred listeners. That we, must be enough. We are, at last time of checking, which is a little while ago, 
uh, the 182nd most popular sports podcast. Sports and recreation. Yeah, um, well, that covers even wider. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Think of all the cribbage yeah. podcasts that we're above. It, and that was really a fantastic honour. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for getting us to those dizzy, dizzy heights. I mean, I did check the iTunes chart and I couldn't see us. Um, <laughs> but that was an archived, um, cached chart right. from a few days ago. So, you know, yeah. who knows where we could be next week, we're two rocketing, weeks' time. Mate. Rocketing. Um, we're going straight to the top. Yeah. And it's interesting and passionate pledges for the Graps Manifesto that is going to take us yeah. there. So, let's start. Yep. Let's, let's give out the first point on our Graps Manifesto. We've chiselled it in stone because yep. that worked out really well for the last fella. Yeah. <laughs> or the first fella. I mean, that's, it that's stuck around, really for, that's well stuck for, around for a really long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, what should have been more commandments, not pledges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thou shalt not be a... No. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. For one of the first things that you sort of... Yeah, be pithy. Yeah, well, so... You bought your tickets to the wrestling show. Something's convinced you to go. Yep. Um, you're all excited about going to the Graps. Yeah. You know, maybe one of your favourite wrestlers is on the card. Maybe. Maybe um, you, there's a tag team matchup that you're particularly excited about. Maybe one of your friends is running the company and badges you until you buy a ticket. That's right. Maybe. Yeah. Um, there are all sorts of reasons you might go. Maybe you are... Um, uh, a slime ball and you just uh, slimy and you want to go for weird reasons I don't know I don't know <laughs> there's all sorts of reasons that you might go yeah um, and I think you've got your ticket you've got to the venue yeah step through the door what do you think what do you think you got your first impressions they're not of the wrestlers nope the first impressions are of the venue itself yeah because great venues Make great shows. Yeah. And I would agree with that. Totally, 100%. Um, I know you feel quite strongly... I am. Um, ...about venues, and there are types of venues that you will avoid. Yeah, I'm a venue tart, and even some of my favourite wrestling in the wrong venue will just not be enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, Evolve had a show the other week from what was basically a leisure centre... Yeah. ...in full daylight in the afternoon... And it looked terrible, and I couldn't get into the show. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, by that same token, yeah, I mean, so obviously you've, I mean, got quite a sort of vocal issue um, around the idea of leisure centres yeah. and, and visible basketball hoops and and uh, badminton court markings on the floor. Horrible. Those sort of things really bother you. But um, one of the things that sort of turned me away from going to Progress on a regular basis was their move to a bigger venue last year and that was at Brixton Academy yeah. didn't work for me at all didn't enjoy the show um, I think you maybe enjoyed it a bit more or you felt you I, were on I, the I front really row yeah but, I, I really didn't know. enjoy it it was the wrong venue it was, it was too big um, because I think that wrestling is an intimate art yeah and it's great that companies are growing and they're getting to the point where they're selling over a thousand tickets two thousand tickets to a show for an, for a British indie that is amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's not my graps when it gets to that point because for me, smaller venues are better venues. Yeah, I think smaller venues it's a shortcut to a connection between the crowd and the performer. Yeah. 
if you are a matter of feet away from the ring and the performer can sort of I mean it works well for like the wrestlers as well like yeah. they they know that the crowd are right there and they're right on top of everything um, you know it, it's it's louder you know assume, assuming the crowd are into it yeah um, potentially it's louder it creates a sort of um, pressure cooker almost atmosphere yeah because everybody's sort of bouncing off each other you know you're like so I you know I'm ringside but then somebody who is third row on the other side of the ring they still are getting the same sort of experience that I'm getting yeah like it you know everybody is part of it and I think you feel like a gang when you're in a, when you're in a small space the crowd of you know everybody is there for exactly the same reason nobody's hanging out at the back chatting like everybody has to pay attention to the show. Yeah. I mean, it's not for nothing that, well, at least people of a certain age, when they talk about great selling and great sympathetic baby faces, they talk about Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. And his trick was to almost plead for help to, to the girls in the front row. Yeah. And you can't really do that in a massive building. We had something similar with Travis Banks in the Infinity Tournament last year when he was in the final against Trent Seven and there were times where it looked like he was going to tap and we were reaching out yeah, to yeah. try and help him yeah. and, and that's because the, the intimacy of the venue. Yeah, that's a fiction warehouse. Um, sadly, no longer a wrestling venue, um, at least for the time being. Yeah. Um, but I was... So I... I was talking to... I was in Bristol the other week. And I was talking to um, our pal Warren. Yeah. Um, and we were walking from his flat to to the uh, Trinity Centre where the attack show was happening. Yeah. And I'd walked through Bristol to get to their flat earlier in the day. And so my background, before even going to a single wrestling show... You know, my early 20s, like my late teens, early 20s through to now, like been dominated by uh, playing music, but in a sort of indie DIY punk scene. You're what they call a gigster. <laughs> Do they call them yeah. that? Who's been calling it that? Everyone. Did somebody call it, call it that? Are you, are you been using that term? I've just made it up. Okay, maybe. good. Because I don't think, yeah. I don't teach that to your daughter. She, she's, <laughs> she, I'm a gigster. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've played a lot of um, gigs, and in Bristol in particular, I played in a lot of very weird venues, a lot of interesting venues. Um, like I've played in shops, I've played in the crypt of a church, um, I played in a old Sea Scouts hut, I played in um, a bicycle coffee shop, bicycle repair shop slash coffee shop. Um, and I played in bars and I played in clubs, but yeah. like all sorts of different places. Um, and a cinema, played in a cinema in oh, Bristol yeah. as well. But I like the idea of subverting people's expectations. Yeah. And I like the idea that wrestling can do some of that as well. And it's been doing that. It's part of this British wrestling boom of last few years has been connected to... Um, Specifically with ICW and Progress, um, connected to them using more adult venues. Yeah. In in terms of nightclubs and music venues. Yeah. And that's not what 
wrestling was in Britain. No, no, it was leisure centres yeah. and community centres. And working men's clubs. Yeah, if you were lucky. If you were lucky. Um, so it's always exciting to me to step into somewhere a little bit odd, mm. um, a little bit different. And we've had kind of the real pleasure of doing that, like getting out and about, yeah. going to so many different shows. I mean... It, we've got a short list of our favourite venues that we could easily reel off. We're talking like Resistance Gallery, which is a Railway Arch yep. in East London. Um, the Fiction Warehouse, which yep. is... A, a storeroom above a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, which is effectively a converted warehouse space. Yep. The Trinity in Bristol, which, as the name suggests, is a church. Yep. The Secret Bingo Hall. Yeah, which is a, is a community centre, but that like... The bingo hall has got this very strange charm yep. because it hasn't been updated in a long, long time yep. um, and does feel like a relic from a from a bygone era. Yeah. And ones we've, we've not made it to yet. So uh, Tidal, who run in a building called The Church. Yeah, that's a nightclub as well, isn't yep. it? Um, but, um, but again, a former church yeah. uh, with a beautiful stained glass yeah, window. Yeah. So it's these interesting venues, these interesting spaces, yeah. I guess you'd call them in some cases, because... They really are. People are just moving into a space that is not intended for the purposes of watching what is supposed to be a sporting contest yeah. and putting on a show there. Yeah. And it does keep you thinking. And it, the, looking around at a venue, noticing little things that you've not seen the last time you were there, enhances that, that feeling of, of that you're at something special. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to harp on too much about like, the, the stuff that I'm doing with Good Wrestling mm-hmm. and the company I run but you know we run in a music venue yeah. in, in Wolverton and Milton Keynes um, and it's very small um, almost too small um, yeah. <laughs> the first show we did um, uh, we had some issues because uh, we didn't have a lowered setting for the ring um, and the ceiling um, didn't really move at all. No. Um, <laughs> couldn't jack it up. Ceilings are, you know, they're, they're not want to move, are they? Well, because um, usually a ceiling is is also a floor. Yes, yeah. I, that's I've, not I've, the I've, case there. Oh, well, um, why can you do it? I think... Are you lazy? I just haven't got the skills. Are you lazy? I am lazy, but also not qualified right. to... Um, to raise the roof I do do that you know when I like to party I like to raise the roof I like Uh, to set the roof on fire well that's very irresponsible (laughs) well that's just how I party yeah I like to let the bodies hit the floor so (laughs) sometimes you can lower the floor yeah and that has the same effect um, of of ceiling clearance right um so yeah I think that's a very clear first point on the Graps Manifesto And and the thing is as well that I, I say that the the leisure centres, the community centres, etc., are really not my graps. But if you have to run in them, and sometimes th- there isn't a, an, another building that you can run in, sometimes it is the only place you can do, mm-hmm. then do something with it. Be creative. Use lighting. Use curtains. Use a floor covering. Um, build some props. So you hide the, the, the way that it looks. You don't have to just stick a ring in the middle of the floor, in the middle of that netball court, put some chairs around it, leave the house lights on with daylight streaming through the windows and call it a wrestling show. 
be a bit creative. And you even find that a lot of like sports centre venues um, have the capacity to be sort of set up as function halls, like yeah. and events like the centres for you know all sorts of events. So a lot of the time they do have the ability to curtain them off in in certain ways. So and I've seen that as well. Yeah. Um, which make which does add something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so find a good venue and it will really enhance the first impressions. Yeah. But also it will keep people interested in coming back yeah. because um, you'll have found something unique, hopefully. Yeah, nobody feels like a leisure centre is home, whereas they can feel that the electric ballroom is home. It's, it's something called the theory of place and the theory of no place. If you're into retail theory... Um, look it up. I'm not. No, that's why I'm just dismissing it straight away. Mm. But it is a thing. Um, but connected to that is, and we mentioned that Progress, um, in our eyes, made a little bit of a mistake by going to the Brixton Academy. If you're going to get bigger, you've got to get the right venue. Yeah, and it's not easy. No. Um, I think Fight Club Pro might have managed to dodge that bullet. Yeah. Um, with their move to the chocolate star works no and no. hot dog flavoured warehouse because no. they found another shitty place <laughs> yeah to match the old shitty place it, th- I mean and that's a weird one I like it to feel dangerous yeah like yeah. I want to feel like you're not supposed to be there yeah. especially with Fight Club it should feel a bit illicit yeah whereas the Brixton Academy and indeed the Diamond Banqueting Suite where yeah. Fight Club ran their their big thousand seater show felt a bit wrong yeah, I mean, in different ways. Yeah. Um, Britson Academy felt a bit clear channel and um, the Diamond Banquet in Suite felt a bit 80s Yeah, um, working men's. And, and to Progress's credit, they recognised that the Britson Academy was wrong for wrestling and that they've sought somewhere new. Yeah. And, and until people are in Alexandra Palace... Um, then we won't know if they've got it right this time. But at least they did try and do that. But getting bigger is difficult. Yeah. It is difficult. Yeah, but you've still got to try and keep that same feel because, again, people want to feel like where they go to their regular wrestling, because you want repeat customers, They want you want to feel a, not an ownership of it because, you know, we're, we're not in that kind of society, unfortunately. Um, but, they, no, but you do. I, I think ownership is a fair term. Yeah. It's, it's no different to when your favourite band starts sounding like a completely different band. Yeah. It's like you're, you were a fan of them from the very beginning. You feel like you've got a certain amount of ownership yeah. over them and what, how they, what they mean to you. Because your relationship with them, um, with the band, with the wrestling company, is completely unique. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, we, we've both got a, a list of companies that we both love in the same sort of ways but my relationship to somebody like attack is different to your relationship yeah. it's always going to be because we're different yeah. people like there are going to be things that i connect to much more strongly than you do so there's always going to be that ownership because it's the ownership of the relationship yeah. that you have um and i think that's fine yeah um and if it stops being that then you have to reassess whether that particular thing is for you. And that's what I did with Progress. Yeah. You know, it got to a point where they were doing things in a way that that, that wasn't for me. But so. weirdly, 
when we went back to Progress for Super Strong Style 16, mm-hmm. which was the first time we'd been there in five months, yep. I felt like home again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did enjoy it, but still, not walking, in the same way. But walking at the ballroom still felt like... There, there was know, familiarity. I, yeah. yeah, and it felt right, yeah. you know, so... All right, should we, should we move on? Yeah. Let's, um, let's go ahead. Yeah. Um, do you want to take Should we do point two? Uh, uh, yes. On the manifesto? Yeah, I mean, you can, you, you can read out the note that you've got if you okay. want. Okay. Uh, wrestling needs more wolfmen. I'll just let that sit there for a minute. All wolves, all the time. Yeah. We went to a show the other week. Yeah. That was wolf, wolf, wolf in wolves. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was great, wasn't it? Imagine that. There was a, there was a varying quality <laughs> there of was. wolves, wasn't there? There was. It was easy to sort of uh, plot, like, plot out who the, who, the, who the better wolves were. Yeah, the hierarchy of wolves. Um, yeah, okay. Just more, throwing it out there. <laughs> more wolf men. More wolf men in wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Right. All po- right. Point three. Point three, um, which I think let, this might be connected in some way to, to <laughs> yeah. Wolfmen, yeah. Um, is if a customer walks in to your venue and you are prepared to put on the show that you've advertised and you give exactly that show, then the customer may be satisfied. Yeah. However, if the customer can walk in and you defy the expectations that they've got and give them something above and beyond what was advertised, and that might mean not delivering everything that you've advertised, but putting such a spin on it that the customer walks out shocked and happy and excited excited to come back the next time yeah because they've surprised me what are they going to surprise me with next time then i think you're on to a winner mystery shows are a good example of this yep but not the only way by no. any means and you can do it just by making things feel a little bit more unpredictable yeah so you you know you're not going to go and get seven matches and they're just going to proceed as they go. Yeah. Give something just a little bit unusual. Yeah. I, I think I think part of the key is everyone can present a wrestling show. Like, I mean, whether it's the top wrestlers in the country yeah. or whether it's the worst wrestlers in the country, everyone could put together a wrestling card. Mm-hmm. Like they could put together a card of six or seven matches with the same number of people on presented in exactly the same way and the difference would be the quality in the performances. Yeah. All right. But not everyone is trying to present something surprising. Yeah. One of the things I always say about... um, I'm going back to music again as an example. The stuff that I like particularly about music and it's... It's maybe one of the ways that we probably differ in terms of our tastes in music is I like to feel like the whole thing could fall apart at any minute. Mm. Like, I like to feel like it's, um, 
like the people involved are trying really really hard to present something that only they can present at the best of their ability at the complete sort of extent of what they're capable of and sometimes that will feel not quite right like mm-hmm. some it might not like that it might have some rough edges it might have some jagged corners it might be torn and frayed in some way but you are going to get something that is completely unique and special yeah. and sometimes as I say it's going to feel like it might fall apart at any minute and I think you can transpose that to wrestling yeah not to, not to harp on about attack we, we rave about attack a lot well it's because they're, they're the best but they have this um, this very unique thing that everything that they do feels like it's been made by people who really care about the thing that they're making it, it feels like it has the personality of the people involved reflected in the in the show. It's not just a wrestling show. Yeah. Um, and conversely, you see that with Fight Club, and you've seen it with Progress in the past. You've seen that you know they that the in, the, the characters involved have really tried to push something in a particular direction, taken a few risks. Um, you know, gone outside of what is normally presented um, on wrestling shows. Um, going back to our previous point, for years and years and years, wrestling shows were presented in leisure centres and working men's club around the country. It'd be a card of seven matches, um, varying degrees of talent, but ultimately, nobody's really trying to like separate themselves from the pack. No. Now we have a lot of promotions that are trying to sort of be individual and do something that nobody else is doing. Yeah. I mean, a good example of this is we've, we've seen a couple of shows this year by wrestling schools. Yep. Um, we went to one in London, yep. uh, the uh, London School of Lucha Libre, the, yep. the London Lucha League. And I know some other people went over Super Strong Style Weekend and loved it. And we saw Win, our local promotion in Daventry. Yep. And... The quality of the wrestling wasn't that far apart. No, no. The actual, you know, if you bear, strip In it down to its... work rate. Yeah, was, was not that far apart. However, the London Lucha League was streets ahead in its creativity and its bravery and what it was prepared to present as professional wrestling as opposed to Wynn's version, which was very, very safe. Yeah. And very traditional. And we came away from those two different shows with two very different feelings and very much reflected in, I am very keen to see more of Bacon Jr., of the vegan activist Mauro Chavez, of Tengu, um, the characters on the London Lucha League. Um, I couldn't really care that much about the guys that win. Uh, there's no, nothing there that, that hooked me in because they didn't take any risks. No. And they weren't doing anything different. You've got to try and do something that sets you apart from the herd. Otherwise, you're just professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's fine. That might get you a certain audience. But this is the Love the Graps, graps yeah. manifesto. You want people to love what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to inspire some sort of devotion and inspire some serious visceral reaction from people and if the reaction that people have is oh that was fine then 
I guess you've done a job, but you've not done the best job you could do. No. Um, so I think doing something to sort of stand out. Yeah. It, it's a challenge. It's not easy. No. Um, not everybody is cut out for it. Not like. Not everybody has got the creative mind to come up with that. You can't just click a, you know, click your fingers and find that magic idea that's going to set you apart from everyone else. And it might come with time. Yeah. Like it, you know, there 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 are companies. I mean, look at um, look at XWA. Yeah. That's a company born of the ashes of the old um, FWA. Yep. And has been going ever since. Yep. Um, doing certain types of shows. Yeah. You know, shows that haven't really sort of set them apart. Just from, local, from, local wrestling. From the rest of the crowd. You know, yeah. they're not doing um, anything that um, Forefront aren't doing. Rev Pro on the South Coast aren't doing. Yeah. Like, they're, they're very similar sorts of shows. Yeah. But the Reeds have now, they've stepped outside of that. Yeah. And they're trying something different by doing this exclusive series that they're hosting at the Resistance Gallery um, with Kota Ibushi on their first show. Um, and um, Daisuke Sekimoto. Sekimoto on, on the next show. Um, and st- a ridiculous lineup beyond that <laughs> as well. Um, and they found something that is set, can set them apart. Yeah. They're taking a risk. And whether it pays off or not in the long run, we shall see. Yeah. Because it's not easy. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, the financial risks are huge. Running a small show and hoping that people are going to pay a higher premium for the tickets. Yeah. The the, the thing that I really like is that we, you, you summed it up by saying the exclusive series. And that is now what sets that that particular strand of XWA because they're still running their other shows as well um, apart from a lot of other stuff that this is the only place you will see these people and I think if you can get it down to a a, a single line or a a catchphrase or just a tag that sets you apart then you've really got it made attack their tag is weird and wonderful yep That, that describes attack Fight Club Pro British Strong Style that pretty much describes it for all that they've veered off the path, punk rock pro wrestling at Progress. Yeah. Kind of describes what you're going to get. Yeah. And their new slogan, WWE Progress. Yeah. It really... It, it really it, describes. It, you know, just finger yeah. right on the button there. Um, yeah. So it, it's just finding that angle that you can make your own. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see who's going to be the next yeah. company to sort of step in there because they can't, you know... Like it, it's always changing. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the way sort of people are reacting to attack now compared to when we first started going. I mean, and we were late on the. Yeah. We were late on the whole attack and, and train. Ditto, ditto Fight Club and and Fight Club as well. Yeah. But you, the the way they've sort of grown and and the sort of online following they've gathered over the past years has been immense. Yeah, and it's so it just goes to show that it's not too late. To, to, to refine your ideas to even do a 180 and start doing something completely different yeah. you can pick up that cult following yeah and if in doubt um, book Shea Purser yes he seems to be the common thread yeah yeah it's yeah. Uh, you know it's a key it's a key a key point 
um, to remember. So linked to that as well, because we're flowing through this. Yeah. Um, well, is, let's, what was that point? What was the point on the Graps Manifesto there? Defy expectations. Defy expectations and be different. Yeah. And the next point is one particular way that you can do this. Yep. Um, and even if you're not trying to be specifically a, a different, you still should try and do this. Create a narrative, Chris. Yeah. I am big on narrative. Um, I like to be told a story. I think it's the easiest way to get people invested. Because you can present a match, and the match itself can have a story. And that's fine. But if at the end of that match and at the end of the show, you don't feel like... I want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Things have to have consequences. Yeah. And not for nothing is wrestling called the male soap opera. Yeah. But it doesn't even have to be a soap opera. It can be a one-act play. Yeah. It can be a one-and-done. Yeah. If you've got one show, and our good friend Scott is doing Rest of Mania in a few weeks, that's just one show. He's not planning to do any more after that. I know he's booked that in such a way that the show will tell a story. And... Spoilers. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, but you can do that. So while you can also have an ongoing narrative, you can do the one and done. But if you're not going to have the ongoing narrative, do the, do the storyline told in a night thing. Yeah, why the hell not? Um, I think... Yeah. One of the things that I think draws people into wrestling in the first place... Um, and you know probably gets people watching things like WWE is that it's an ongoing series mm-hmm. that you know that you can tune in next time and see the same characters yep. again and what are they going to be up to um, I think not to talk too much about WWE but this ongoing narrative is something they're faltering on at the moment yep. um, but it is something that it certainly drew me in back mm-hmm. in the day Um you know, I wanted to know what was going to happen next with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or before that, I wanted to know what was going to happen next with Bret Hart. Yeah. Like, I, I you know, you, had, you were invested in those characters, but the reason you were invested was because you knew that every show that you saw, they were going to come out of it different to the way they went in. Circumstances were going to change. Like, you, if you're doing a show and... You, you are a regular promotion and you run like a m- once a month, twice mm-hmm. a month, once every two months, three months, whatever. One, if you know that you're going to be running shows, you know, m- month in, month out, try to think what are my character, what position are the characters going to be in before the next show? What yeah. do I want them to be doing, you know, next show, next show, next show? Yeah. And try and work to that. Like, and plans change. Of course they do. But the way wrestling works is that you have the freedom to tell different stories. Yeah. It's not a football match where you have to switch out a player and there's nothing you can do about it. You can, like, I'm sorry to tell you this, guys. The promoter (laughs) can say, oh, yeah, you were going to win that, but now he's going to win because we've got to tell a different story. Like... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alan. Chris. Did you not understand how it works? You've busted the business wide open. <laughs> Cornette's going to be furious. Killing the business. Um, See, the thing for me is that there are, there are two types of wrestling fan. 
there are wrestling fans who became wrestling fans when they were young children and they've just liked wrestling their whole life. And there were wrestling fans who came to wrestling a little bit later and before that they were exposed to comic books like I was, that was my main thing, movies, TV shows, video games and all those things have narratives. And most of those things have continuing narratives because that's how people hook you in to spend your money. Sequels are very popular in video games and uh, at the movies, at the picture house, I believe the kids call it these days. Mm. And if you can get that in wrestling, you will get them coming back. It's the, the simplest way to do a wrestling story is to get someone someone cares about and put them in peril. And you do that by telling a story. Because otherwise you, you can't do it. If you just say, here's wrestler A, here's wrestler B, even if it's kind of clear that one of them's a good guy, one of them's a bad guy, why should I care about either of them? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, again, it's not easy, especially, I mean, I'm doing good wrestling. Uh, I found some of that to be difficult, especially in the first sort of tentative steps into wrestling promotion. Because we have had instances where we've had to change plans short notice. Um, and we've had instances where things we did didn't work out quite how we wanted them to. That's something you've got to sort of be um, flexible. You've got to be adaptable. But you can tell any story you want. It's yeah. a big blank canvas. You can tell whatever story you want. And so long as you've got the performers to deliver it then you should be able to you know you could create something bizarre and incredible or compelling compelling or intense dramatic you could tell a bleed, you could tell a love story you could tell you know um a stupid farcical comedy you could tell like a dramatic thriller of a story you can do anything wrestling it, it is that blank canvas onto which all sorts of styles all sorts of um, moods and tones can be um, projected it doesn't have to be any one thing but you have to commit to following those threads through amen brother alright let's do it yeah put it on the docket Put it in your briefcase. I've chipped it in a stone. Oh yeah, I forgot the stone. Thing. Yeah, we're doing yeah, stone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I suppose that the then the next bit is, 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 is it's kind of a, a final point that we could headline um, as embrace did yeah. all those years ago. Good people, they did all you good. I can't, good. I can't people. believe you just referenced referenced the band embrace. It's a banger that song. It's great, not, great to sing along to in the car. It's the opposite of a banger. Are you good, good people? I, can, I mean, I, I don't normally edit this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I might have to. Yeah, uh, for copyright reasons, not, not right, co- yeah. not quality. Yeah. Obviously, that was fantastic. But good people, Chris. Yeah, and I've I've got a dual prong to Ooh, to this a double header to this pledge oh, that people should pledge to not only use good people mm. but also be good people wow I'm blown away yeah what do you mean by that though well 
you can use the best wrestlers out there. You can go out and you can spend top dollar, mm-hmm. and I'm miming paying out money here. He's making it rain. Yeah. Um, and you can get that show. And it will stand or fall on the what people see in the ring. And that is certainly an approach. Yep. Um, but I would rather go and see a show full of the right people who are not necessarily the best wrestlers, but they are good people. So you know, you, you can tell when people are enjoying themselves. And people enjoy themselves when they're surrounded by people they like. Yes. So the people in the ring are getting on. That means that they're enjoying themselves. The matches are better. The promoter is happier because he's working with good people. And just there's a a vibe. We love, again, going back to this whole thing, attack. Yep. There's a feeling that everybody at attack is great mates. Yeah. Ditto with Fight Club. Yep. Even the co-opted ones, like Jordan Devlin and Wolfgang, they seem, well, they seem to be great mates. Yeah, they, they seem to be great mates, but I think more than anything, they seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah. Because an atmosphere has been created that they can feel comfortable in. They can be confident that they're trusted to go out there and do their thing to the best of their ability. And you've also got the whole thing. Some some promotions, not ones we particularly like that much, do meets and greets. Yeah. Um, but the ones we are particularly fans of, and that includes Progress, who are a very big promotion, um, they just have the wrestlers milling them out, selling merch, talking to the fans, and that helps. In in it helps foster a feeling of family, uh, for the fans to feel part of things that the, the wrestlers they're meeting, they're not friends with them. Some of them will think they're friends with them. They're not friends. They're not your friends. Um, <laughs> but, they might be friends. Some yeah. of them might be um, friends. But it's nice to, to, to meet human beings who are pleasant. Yeah. And so you've got to use good people. Yeah. I think I agree with that. I think also it goes back to, to one of my points previously, is that if you're using good people who are enthusiastic about working in that environment you're going to get people who are on board with the stories that you're trying to yep. tell and they that the, there'll be a sort of collaboration um and you'll get a better sort of product better yeah. output um rather than can you please just go and do the thing i want you to do yeah yes boss yeah it's a collaboration yeah it's a, a flow, a joint. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, use good people, sure. Yeah. But also, as you say, just be good people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't book a Nazi. Why would you act like a Nazi? <laughs> would you book a Nazi? I wouldn't book a Nazi. Some people would book a Nazi. Some people wouldn't Google someone first to find out whether or not they're a Nazi. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a whole other issue. It really is. Um, uh, it's one one we covered on this week's Indie Darling. Is it? Oh, okay, so have, a, right. have a listen to that. Um, but yeah, you've got to be good people. Yeah. Our favourite promotions are ones that they they treat their customers like friends because friends are more loyal than somebody who just spends money. I feel no loyalty to Tesco. 
No, I don't. Um, I, I spend money at Tesco. I have got a rewards card. Yeah, a loyalty club, club, card. Club card. Yeah. Um, but I feel no loyalty to Tesco. I wouldn't go to bat for Tesco. No. I mean, However, my local comic shop, I would go to bat for. Because I get treated like a friend there. I get treated, they know my name. Um, and that's sometimes difficult when you've got a thousand fans. Yeah. Um, but you, you tend to know your regulars. Something Progress do very well. Um, yes, yeah they, yeah. they look after their regulars. Yeah. They, they know some of them by name, definitely by sight. Um, so if you're a promotion that can treat your customers like fans, your fans will give back to you. Yeah. And that's what we do. We love the graps. We, we will talk about you and sing your praises and hide your, your mistakes maybe a little bit. Yeah. Because you've earned that from us. Yeah, definitely. I think, and you see it a lot like from social media yep you see people are very much invested into one co- company or another yep um and i think also when it comes to social media companies have a responsibility yeah to um t- I, it's hard because you know you've got humans behind that yeah and humans can be spiky yeah at times um get be a frustrated bit, be a bit briley yeah they can be a little bit briley sometimes um but you have to remember that it is a customer on the other end but also it's just a person yeah like just like just be a good just be a good person yeah just be just, you know what like we, we are sat here on election day yeah um and it's been a very stressful eight weeks in one way or another and really all I just want to shout at people is just be a good person just think with your conscience have a conscience and use that to make your decisions and use that when you're interacting with other people and that's the thing we're we're probably almost definitely not going to get the result we want from this election you and I we, we want a similar result um but at the end of it, I'm really proud that the, the candidate that we have supported has been a great bloke. Yeah. You know, he's he's been lovely. And that's what we want from our wrestling as well. Also, we also like it when people give back. Because you... Wrestling is, is capitalism. It's a business. Yeah. You're selling tickets to hopefully make money, make a profit. Um, so you don't have to go to your horrible dead-end job and some times it will support you um alongside that you can also do some good capitalism doesn't have to be completely evil attack are particularly good at this again they they raise a lot of money for charity using their raffles um progress that lovely thing they did at unboxing where they got everyone to bring donations for the local food bank yeah and they filled trolley after trolley of food to, to the local food bank which cost the promotion nothing it was their fans who did that on their behalf, again, because progress is seen as being good people. Yep. And so you can use that power of being good people to do more good. And if you do that, we will love you. Yeah. And you'll get a get out of jail 
a love the graps get out of jail free card yeah we should make those up and yeah. present them to people <laughs> we'll go up to Jim Smallman yeah. and go you, you know that thing you did on the last show it's really nice you did it at the beginning of yeah, the show yeah. everybody clapped you've heard this here's your get out of jail free card and they'll look at it and go get out of jail free no just leave me alone that, that might be the thing that pushes him over the edge. Well, he could use that card mm. to, to make us leave him yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah, like to, to, to say something really mean about us yeah, to our Yeah, that faces. would be his, his get yeah, out of jail. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's not the best yeah. idea. So that's what we want from shows. Yeah. It's nothing new, because if you've been listening to... What episode are we on now? This is 26, I think. Episode 26. If you've been listening to the previous 25 episodes... Perhaps not the episodes where we went a bit mad over WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> um, you will have heard us talk about these kind of things. Yeah. And we, we're very... I think we've never sat down and said what this podcast is supposed to be, really. No. But we... I think, I think like a lot of wrestling fans, but not all wrestling fans, we think very deeply about... Yeah, the wrestling that we watch and enjoy and we feel very passionately about it um, and you know maybe we overthink stuff sometimes yeah. we're on a we're on a a vision quest to try and find the perfect wrestling show yeah and then maybe we'll just quit yeah we, we came very close last week yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was I think it was too weird though yeah it was too weird too weird it was too weird yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully um, it was the right amount of weird. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I know this this is going to end up one of our longer episodes. Yeah, and it's a bit rambly, a bit preachy, a bit preachy. Um, hopefully, some of it was entertaining. Yeah, um, but I just I, I just want everyone to not necessarily feel the same way that we do about wrestling but to feel whatever they feel as strongly as, str- as strongly as we do yeah um and to not necessarily just accept that things are good because it's wrestling yeah just because it's wrestling doesn't automatically mean that it's good and just because it's a company that you already like and you're predisposed to enjoy it doesn't mean that you have to you know say yes that's fantastic yeah you know we've been very critical about companies that we love yeah um and i've had conversations with people from those companies about it and thankfully we've been lucky that those people are (laughs) level-headed individuals who can take criticism in the way it was intended we haven't been banned yet we haven't been banned um but then i don't know whether anybody from progress is, is even aware of this hello podcast. if you're listening um, <laughs> but i know like what what who are we at the end of the day like we're two people i'm the internet's alan boone you're the internet's alan boone sure but how much weight does that really carry well less in, now in the greater scheme of things less well, now yeah i mean yeah. you've done very well the thing um, is though what i want to do i want to i want to widen this out chris yeah um we know we've got listeners out there we know we've got listeners who go to shows that we don't go to yep um tell us what what is special any of the points on our manifesto tell us about companies that are hitting those points mm venues that are great 
people that are being creative, storylines. I know Grand Pro up in Wigan, their storylines are top notch. Uh, ben Corrigan's always telling me about it. Yep. So I know that there are companies that we're not seeing that are doing this. Tell us about it. You know, yeah, twi- we know. tweet us. Tell us and tell everybody else. Yeah, because that's how that's how <clears throat> we get things done. Yeah. Word of mouth. Um. So this has been our Graps Manifesto episode. Yeah. Let's say part one, because who knows where we can be <laughs> in six months' time. In prison. In prison. In an internment camp for Reds. Writing our new manifesto. On bread. Yeah. Well, let's not do a prison-written manifesto, because <laughs> those don't always come out no. so well. No, they, they uh, tend to get a bit twisted. Yeah, they can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so... Yeah, so w- this is a bit of a, a bit of a special episode. We're going to try and do another one next yeah. week. We are going to do another one. Yeah, because um, we've got no show again next weekend. Yeah, so we're going to commit. We're committing to you, the listener, who is you know just dying for more Chris and Alan love the graps content. Yeah. And we're going to do a callback to that horrible weekend over WrestleMania <laughs> where we were so sleep deprived. Yeah, where we watched everything possible. Yeah. Including a couple of wrestling films. Yeah, so we thought perhaps we should watch another wrestling film and um, talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, but what we are going to do is open it up to you, the listener, and our Twitter followers um, to vote on which film you would like us to watch. Yeah, so we've got three films. Yep. And then we'll put a, a Twitter poll up. Yeah. So I'll I'll give the name of the film. Yeah. And Chris is going to give a brief description of that film the, from, from the Internet Movie Database. I don't know whether you've heard of it. IMDb.com. Check it out. It's got a lot of information. Um, <laughs> you can what you can do is you can find the film and you can see all, all the actors and stuff. What I'm, I'm on it. Are you on that? I'm on it. Yeah. I don't think I am on it. Yeah. And I have done some stuff, but. I remember there was a fella that I went to university with who, um, who, who made a short film and he put himself on it. Yeah. And it was so embarrassing. <laughs> He'd used the worst photo I've ever seen um, and he put a stage name, which was really embarrassing as well. Yeah. But I can't remember what it was. So well, a crap my, story, really. My, my stuff went out on, on fairly major... Uh, middling yeah, did some of uh, satellite and cable TV Maybe we'll shows. talk about that at some point. We should do. Line. Particularly the uh, topless boxing. Yeah. That, uh, was, that was... It wasn't Alan doing the topless boxing. Imagine which, that. You know, I mean, it's 2017 now. Men can do topless boxing too. Yes. Uh, okay, so... Right. Films. Film number one. The Foul King. The Foul King, 2000. Um, now, I'm going to read it. Uh, Dai Ho is an unproductive bank clerk who is late to work every morning and the object of his manager's frustrations. He was a fan of TV wrestling as a child but can't get out of a headlock. He finds a local wrestling trainer and, through a series of events, eventually starts to train. He is slowly transformed as he begins his second job as the cheating villain wrestler known as the Foul King. He starts to stand up for himself in odd ways that are not really in his own best interest. Events get out of hand as conflicting influences come together. And that's a Korean film. Korean's Korean. not really known for their wrestling. No, no, no. Um, but I'm quite excited about so, that. So that's option number one. Yep. Option number two yep. is Stone Age Smackdown. 
The Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown. That's the one. Okay, please allow me to read the IMDb <laughs> summary for the Flintstones and Flintstones. <laughs> Flintstones. That's the family next door. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown. Fred Flintstone and. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Flintstone and friends meet John Cenaston and other famous wrestlers. It's Kofi Kingston. I don't know. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. a summary. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, I'll read it one more time. Yeah, go. Okay. Fred Flintstone and friends meet John Cenaston and other famous wrestlers. Yeah. They so, just meet them. Yeah, that's it. It's just one of those meet and greets. Yeah. Because we did the Jetsons yeah, yeah. over WrestleMania weekend, so there's a, a similar flavour. Yeah. Um, number three is not strictly a film about wrestling. No. But it does star a wrestler. It's Boone the Bounty Hunter. So this is a starring uh, wrestler of uh, season one of Tough Enough fame. He was in season one. He, I think he won season two. Um, John Hennigan. Johnny Nitro. Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. John Morrison. John Hennigan, uh, the wrestler who wears sunglasses sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's his thing. He wears sunglasses and a fur coat. He still does that slow motion thing, doesn't yes, he? Yeah. yeah, I saw that on AAW. They, yeah. they even put the slow motion in. Um, okay, so here's your IMDb, IMDb description. When fame-seeking reality show bounty hunter Boone <laughs> attempts to bring down a drug lord and his empire, he uncovers more than he bargains for and learns that justice means more than ratings uh, whatever yeah <laughs> uh, um, so that's Boone the Bounty Hunter yeah. who else is in Boone the Bounty Hunter anybody that I recognise give us a name um, well second listed is Osric Chow no okay oh Jonathan Lipnicki is in it who was the child from the movie Jerry Maguire oh right <laughs> yeah. I know the fellow with the glasses yeah 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 I think it it must be him, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Because yeah. he's got Stuart Little. Has he grown up? Yeah, he looks very dashing. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Rampage Jackson, off of TNA and yeah. MMA yeah. fame, um, is in it. Lorenzo Laum- Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. From Renegade and, and latterly Lucha Underground. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, TJ Storm, he looks tough. Um... Ooh, all the stars. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, Boone the Bounty Hunter. Nancy uh, Berggren's in it. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of Nance. Yeah, she looks like an old lady. Yeah, so the Foul King, WWE and Flintstone, Stone Age Smackdown. Yeah. And Boone the Bounty Hunter. We'll put a Twitter poll up, vote which one you want to make us watch. Yeah. And we will review it on this show next week. Yeah, imagine that. Just yeah. imagine it. Just imagine how we'll feel having watched one of those <laughs> films. Um, so yeah, that's. I guess that's about it. Yeah, nearly an hour. Nearly an hour. Well, it will be an hour once I've, I've um, put the little bits on and <laughs> I've done this bit of rambling. Yeah, we got to wrap up. Uh, <laughs> um, so that was our Graps Manifesto. As we said, tell us what would be on your Graps Manifesto. That's how yeah. podcasts work, isn't it? They yeah, it is. A yeah. bit of um, interaction yeah. with the audience. Uh, um, so we'll be back next week with a show about one of these awful movies. <laughs> and then we'll be back the week after with a wrestling show. We will. Fight yeah. Club Pro. Fight Club Pro will be rearing its ugly head yeah. uh, once again. 
Um, so until then, get us on the internet, social media style, um, at Love the Graps on Twitter. Um, I am at Muscly Babies. Alan is at Indie Sleaze. Um, also follow at War Prods, um, the granddaddy of them all. Um, <laughs> also check out the last episode of Indie Darlings, which should drop anytime soon. Yeah. Hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe the day after. At some point, that'll be episode 50, final episode. Um, I hear it's going to be a long one. It's a spectacular. One of those audiobook length <laughs> podcasts that are really popular these Scott days. Scott wouldn't shut up. <laughs> what? For real? I can't yeah. believe it. No. Oh, man. Um, but I'm sure that'll be everything you've ever wished for from a, a podcast. Um, so until you've listened to that and until we see you next week, Go to bed? Is it too early to say that? It's 8.30, 8.40. Go to bed. Well, I want to go to bed, because I'm tired. Let's go to bed. Go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the hills that we climbed were the seasons out of time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Of the world that we need, the discoveries on the beach.